0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Above Replacement Radio. I am your I host, Chris Gianta. You know what Christy Matthewson wor- wasn't worried about? S I E R A. When you're thinking about Pedro Siriaco, I mean, the only one that can compete is maybe uh, Hannes Wagner's 1908 season. Over there and on the other, other side of the screen team team is Daniel Kern. Like, if we just clipped together every time we've talked
1: about him on other people's profiles we've done a mickey cochran episode i can't get past rabbit marinville it's it's not necessarily hall of fame it's not necessarily above average but we can guarantee you we are better than just the standard replacement level college sophomore
0: and welcome to above replacement radio we're talking baseball kind of whenever i'm your host christian over there on the other side of the screen is daniel kern how you doing daniel chris i'm
1: doing very well today Uh, we've had a very long hiatus from the show Uh, we've been finishing up school and we've been uh, I guess our last podcast wasn't the traditional one because it was about less man Uh, it was our saber presentation which is a very cool thing but it's good to be back doing what we do best for real this time
0: yeah and it's um, it's I mean I don't know if it's a good thing but we are back on the zoom setup it's it's
1: Um, yeah like it's it's ARR regular season. We're on Zoom. I'm out here. You're in your room.
0: Yeah. It's how it's meant to be. It is how it's meant to be. That's that's where that's where like the technical podcast started was on Zoom because of the uh, whole COVID.
1: Yeah. There's that whole thing. I don't know if you saw.
0: Yeah. There was a big um, there was a big pandemic.
1: Yeah. it was like the first big pandemic in like a hundred years.
0: Yeah. 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 Like um, you couldn't go like get a haircut for a couple months no that sucked yeah it's tough real tough um but yeah we're back first time in a couple weeks hope you enjoyed the Les man episode i mean it was it wasn't you know it wasn't like the history series but you know it was good it was was interesting interesting to do definitely different than what we do but it took still took a a lot of time and effort um but yeah we're back talking about baseball there's a lot of things we've been missing uh one thing that happened pretty recently was a no hitter um I mean at this point last year we were talking about do no hitters even matter anymore uh we need to get rid of uh (laughs) we need to get rid of foreign substances because they're causing all these no hitters uh I guess it's work I guess it's working because now there's not Four no hitters to talk about, but yeah, our first one of the year. Sorry, uh, Mets, you don't count. First, uh, yeah, first individual no hitter of the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, there were, yeah. So I guess now it's two, but first individual no hitter of the year, Reed Detmers, who's a rookie. Um, very young. He was
1: only drafted in 2020.
0: Yeah, he was one of the 20 pitchers that the Angels, (laughs) uh, drafted. Yes. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I think that was last year. Oh no! Because yeah, the draft, yeah, the up. draft was
0: only five rounds in 2020. That's true. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, uh, a <laughs> a guy that was drafted in the first round of the 2020 draft. He's only what 21, 22,
1: 20. I think he's 21.
0: Yeah, but anyway, uh, he he threw a no hitter. Um, yeah, two strikeouts, one walk uh he's in his age
1: 22 he's in his age 22 season um yeah he's 22 he's turning 23 in july
0: interesting interesting
1: so very young for a guy to throw a no-hitter in the majors especially like an american-born player
0: right yeah especially yeah we're like you have to wait till you're 18 to potentially get uh put on a major league, uh, put in a major league organization. And even then,
1: if you get put on one at 18, you're probably going to college.
0: Yeah, exactly. But I mean, that's exactly, I'm looking at his reference page now, and that's what happened. He got drafted out of high school in the 32nd round, and then went to University of Louisville to yeah. eventually get drafted in the first round. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I think with this one, it's, it's hard to say, Reed Detmers threw a no-hitter so much as the Angels like had a no-hitter. That makes sense.
1: Welcome back to Chris is a bad baseball fan.
0: I, I mean, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm also like, it's just it's just a thing where, as I value like on-base percentage more, and batting average less, I, I care less when. No hits are allowed. I guess yeah. I don't know. Just have feel like if happen- it's like a, unless it's
1: like the John Means no hitter.
0: Yeah, like yeah, the John Means no hitter and like drop yeah, third strike. Corbin, the Corbin Burns, uh, uh, Josh to- Hader combined one. That's
1: right. I forgot about that one.
0: That one was great because that was there like- are so many
1: random ones. I completely forgot the Brewers threw a combined no hitter last year.
0: Yeah, it was because that's it was right. Just- it was against Cleveland, so they got no hit three times. Yeah, it was a random Saturday in uh, September. Saturday and September. Being in my
1: dorm, watching it,
0: and uh, and yeah, Burns threw fourteen strikeouts and Hader threw like one or two. Yeah, um, and that was that was pretty wild. Yeah, did um, we even talk about there. that one? What did we even talk about that one? I think we did, but not not too long, because we Corbin Burns was already dominating. And it was like, yeah, Corbin Burns just kind of did what. <laughs> What he's been doing all year, except he happened to allow no hits this time. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, The so yeah, looking. This is also yeah how I know I'm a bad baseball fan. I just automatically go to Baseball Savant and I look at the team expected batting average. The team expected batting average was 228, and uh, I actually listened back to the episode after our after I ranted a little bit about Tyler Gilbert's no hitter. (laughs) <laughs> and that was, I think, two. I think it was 242. So it's, yeah. it was kind of close. But I think part of it is like when you have less strikeouts, like every batted ball is going to have a positive, it's going to have a, an yeah. expected batting average above zero. So it's not quite the same. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I don't have much uh, video at my disposal right now. Um, but yeah, there, there were some. There were some lineouts, but they weren't very hard hit. And yeah, yeah I will say a, a large percentage of batted balls had a negative launch angle. Um, mm-hmm. It was like 44%, which is, you know, more than normal. Very um, good, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was interesting. It wasn't uh, the most dominant no-hitter you'll ever see, but it's another thing where it's just like a good story. Yep. A 20 um, yeah 22 year old rookie
1: i think i i think i don't know how how much truth there is to this but uh someone on twitter said that um Demers had the highest s-i-e-r-a ever in a no-hitter
0: yeah i mean it's weird
1: because you mentioned there was a lot of negative launch angles so that would that would probably indicate a higher like obviously his strikeout to walk ratio is only two
0: yeah but also um what I will say is all the all the ground balls with negative launch angles. Those were all the those were all the ground balls. So there, there mm-hmm. wasn't like a five degree launch angle ground ball. Yeah, like the launch angle. When, yeah, I can just literally go up here when you sort by launch angle with that moves goes negative twenty negative twenty seven blah 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 negative one thirteen. And then yeah, get, I'm looking. And then there were one, two, three, four, five, five between ten and twenty-five, which are like pretty much line drives. Line drives are yeah. like hard fly balls. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, it was it's cool. It's cool to it's cool to see. What was what is his pitch
1: mix? Through a he was three demers was out there throwing a four seam fastball, curveball, changeup, slider, cutter. Which the cutter only threw only threw once, but mostly uh,
0: it was a great cutter.
1: yeah, it was got a swing and miss or yeah,
0: one hundred percent whiff rate on the cutter. That yep
1: day. yep, uh twenty percent called strike and whiff rate on the fastball, um forty one percent on the curve. That was definitely his best pitch of the night, uh, other than that one cutter, of course. Yep. Um, yeah, <laughs> what a what an outing, um. Yeah. Also, just a side note, like the biggest problem with S-I-E-R-A, I found is that no one actually understands how to explain it. Yeah. Like, I, like on that tweet that I saw of like, you know, he, he had the highest S-I-E-R-A, everyone was like, what is that? And someone would explain it. And I'd be like, nope, that's not it. <laughs> like I saw that like three times. Like it's like, it sounds complicated. It's literally just strikeout percent minus walk percent and ground ball percent. Like, it's a combination of those two. It's very simple. Yeah. And no one like that's like, if pe- more people understood that, it would be like, oh, okay, yeah, like that's a, that's a decent thing to look at. Like, it's, you know, I don't think it's the end, like, it's the end all be all. I don't think it's the best peripheral out there, but, you know, it makes sense why people look at it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like, uh, if you understand FIP, you can definitely easily understand S I E R A. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, so yeah, I mean, and I guess like to put an angle on it, like, you know, it's a no-hitter. It's one game, obviously. The the rays went 0 for 25 on batted balls in play, um, which I guess is yeah, would be considered bad luck. If you go back to our uh, our stats episode 169, we talk about we talk about Babbitt and how you know you're expected to have like a three hundred Babbitt for like between two ninety and three hundred usually, and you know, Rays were at zero zero zero. Um, but yeah, it's. To be it's, honest,
1: I feel like I mean expected batting average is different. I'm sorry to interrupt, but like, expected sliding and expected WOBA, I think it means so much less this year.
0: Oh, I was. That's funny. You
1: were I was just going to actually, say that.
0: I was actually looking at, um, like the league. Woba versus X Woba, which ideally that's a flat it's, zero. Yeah, but since it's using data from like the past, you know, mm-hmm. from the cast era, pretty much the the Woba minus X Woba is negative twenty four points, which is unbelievable.
1: That's absurd. I mean, it makes sense, but that's absurd.
0: It's so absurd. Yeah, like it
1: it doesn't have as much value now. It really doesn't.
0: Because I was, I was looking. What, what happened was, I was looking at, um, I was looking at team rankings, like to see how unlucky teams were, and there were only like three or four teams that were like technically getting lucky.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But um, I guess they're gonna have to, yeah, they're gonna have to change those statistics. So yeah, uh, yeah. If anyone like, I would guess like seventy five percent of the league you consider could consider unlucky this year, yeah. probably. Um,
1: it's it's, it's everyone but the arizona diamondbacks yeah um they're the only team with a positive change in home run to fly ball ratio over the years of 2021 to 2022
0: yeah and that's talking uh offensively by the way of course yeah
1: defensively Um, they've been benefiting a lot um like they gotta they gotta change that up somehow because yeah like it's gonna be very funny when we do the 2023 players to to highlight like preseason it's like I like this guy because his expected slugging was 150 points higher than his actual slugging yeah. <laughs> for every single bat, for every single team.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He had, yeah, he had 20 fly balls, 15, 15 feet short of the fence. Uh, yeah. His, his negative,
1: his minus 200 uh, like difference between X slugging and slugging was the 13th highest in the league.
0: Yeah. Out of 65 qualifiers. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So,
1: do you hear a plane flying over me in the background? Um, helicopter. Actually, there's a very low flying helicopter that just flew by my house, and it was very loud. I don't know how well you heard it, but it was there.
0: I don't think I heard. I don't think I heard. It. I think I was too much in my own thoughts about Reed wow. Detmer's. Yeah. Um. You know, we haven't even gotten to the cool parts of the game yet. We haven't. But what <laughs> I will last thing I'll say on the no hitter is. I think the Ray, you shouldn't be too uh, concerned about the Rays' offense. You know, getting no hit by a rookie. It just yeah. seem to be happenstance, and I wouldn't get crazy high on Reed Detmer. This isn't like I don't think this is his breakout game. I think his breakout will probably end up happening in a yeah. couple of years, but like this isn't this isn't where it's going to end up being the start. But um, he does look like he's improving. Like his yeah. just even expected statistics. His expected ERA in a short time in the league last year was five six two, and now it's three eight one. So that's good. Yeah, good for him
1: on an Angels team that desperately needs it.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, he can be a big, you know. He's probably bigger on the Angels than than most teams. So anyway, yes. the the highlight was um, <laughs> the bottom of the eighth. It was like eleven nothing at this Ten nothing at this point. Ten nothing. Uh, Brett Phillips on the mound. If, for those unaware, Brett Phillips is an outfielder regularly. He's a two. way oh, yeah, But he's player. also a part-time pitcher. Yeah. He's a he's a two-way player. Um, but he uh he's throwing real slow pitch like slow pitch softball type yeah. pitches. Overhand um, though. Anthony Rendon. Who, um, up to that point, I should take a look, had, I think, over 3,700 plate appearances as a righty, yeah. and zero as a lefty.
1: I mean, that's just including the major leagues, like minor leagues, college, probably. Oh, I don't think we have as high school stats.
0: Over 4,500 is a, yeah, over 4,500 uh, major league plate appearances as a righty. Yeah. Zero as a lefty. He goes up as a lefty, and he hits a home run. And it wasn't a cheapy.
1: It was, was four hundred eleven feet. Um, like a few years ago, people might remember when the Angels lowered the right field wall, or like they they put the home run at like underneath that scoreboard where it used to be just in the seats. It cleared all of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah it's
1: yeah. a home run in any year at Angel Stadium. It's probably a home run in all thirty ballparks too.
0: Yeah, because yeah, except maybe like uh Oracle. But outside yeah. of that, um
1: it was right around Triple's Alley.
0: Outside of that, yeah, that's going. That's going. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, that was a that was a great moment. I like
1: every now and then, like maybe a couple times a year, you'll have a moment, you'll watch something baseball and you're like, Am I am I dreaming or did I just watch that? And I don't think I've ever had a bigger am I dreaming or I just watched or did I just watch that moment than seeing Anthony Rendon hit a left-handed home run. Like, even just seeing him hit left-handed in general. Like, the only other example I can think of of someone randomly going up with the other hand was, like, D Gordon for that one pitch um, to honor Jose Fernandez, and then Javi Baez a couple times. But, like, Anthony Rendon never struck me as the type of guy that would do that, but he did, and he actually hit a home run.
0: Yeah, Anthony Rendon's just a funny character in general because, like, mm-hmm. based on interviews, it seems like he just – does not like to play baseball i know i know i know he does but like his i think he just hates doing uh doing media um Mm -hmm. in general but yeah he he just uh he's he's not very enthusiastic with the media but yeah Yeah. he and and so to see him like a quiet kind of mild-mannered uh guy who like you could assume maybe is a little bit old fashioned, but you know maybe that's just wrong. Yeah. Uh, to see him go and go up lefty, that's just that's that's pretty funny. And it was to, to see it work like, out like that.
1: I don't know if you saw this, but Joe Madden the next day uh, put him in as a switch hitter in the lineup card.
0: That's very funny.
1: I if he, I that. mean, listen, if he, if Anthony Rendon, you know, keeps like I know he's not exactly having the greatest year right now. He has a 663 OPS. Um, But if he gets hot and he reaches the all-star game, like, you know what the people are going to want.
0: Yeah, for sure. It would be
1: very funny. Like, he did it against Brett Phillips. He just goes up against Corbin Burns as a lefty at Dodger Stadium and somehow just hits one, like, over the pavilion. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Much, much different er, competition.
0: Yeah, for sure. Corbin Burns versus uh, Brett Phillips. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I thought Rendon was doing a little, uh, doing a little better, but I guess. Well,
1: to be fair, like a six sixty three OPS is like a one twenty uh, weighted runs created plus in this day and age.
0: Yeah, it's literally a ninety eight OPS plus. It's So bad.
1: Amazing. It's so like the league slugging is at its lowest point in like forty years. It's really, it's really bad.
0: It's crazy, yeah. And he has a—he uh, also has a two hundred and fifteen Babbitt. Um, okay. <clears throat> so I, you know, I'm—it's mostly me speaking out of optimism for my F uh, fourteen. I wonder what the uh, what's the
1: league like? The league ERA isn't that amazing, is it?
0: Um, I think it might be upper threes.
1: Um,
0: because I'm trying to think like. You know,
1: like we're looking at a day and age where, like, uh, a really bad OPS traditionally can still result in a good OPS plus. But does the same account for ERA on the opposite end where it's like a traditionally good ERA ends up being like a 107 ERA plus? Like um, a-
0: yeah, a little bit. I don't think to the same degree, but no. It's uh, the league average ERA right now is 3.80. No, that's not that great that's probably like
1: right around where it was in like the beginning of rob manfred's
0: tenure and then last year it was um 4.26 however i will say the the season always starts more or or less offensive
1: yes but this year is a special case
0: it's a special case but i would imagine the league era ends up around four and like the we get the league average OPS right now is like in the 670s or something like that yeah I imagine it ends up somewhere in the 690s by the end of the year that's so crazy because last year it was 728 was it yeah was it seven twenty? yeah 728 it was. which is kind of where I think that's where it's best
1: yeah yeah that, that is where it's like low 700s like if, if like, there's a very good chance at this point the league OPS ends up under 700, like that's bad.
0: Yeah, not great.
1: That's that's bad. That's not good for the sport, especially yeah, like, if, especially if the league slugging is as low
0: as it is. Yeah, like the, um, yeah, the, the 20, yeah, 2021 was is kind of where I w- would like the offense to be because, um, and, and, yeah, it's weird that, like, the the baseballs have changed, like, pretty clearly. They've, they've definitely changed. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why they won't use the 2021 ones. The 2019 ones I, I could not do because I saw too many just inside-out yeah. swings that were inside-out broken bad swings that were just landing might, 10 rows deep. This
1: might sound weird, but I feel like it's not even a good thing that shots are down, too. Because like stri- like I know that a lot of people don't like the fact that there's so many strikeouts, and that's fair. But there's a there's a, such a simple solution to that, and it's think of strikeouts as a pitcher stat.
0: Right, and I mean, like Shohei Otani wouldn't be as enticing a player to watch if he had eight strikeouts per nine.
1: Mm-hmm. He doesn't. has so. like sixteen, but
0: yeah like, he's
1: like the one of the league leaders in strikeouts per nine but like, like so many guys are yeah like the league strikeout <clears> per <throat> nine is definitely let me check where it is this year in relation to last year
0: it would be funny though if like Shohei Otani the hitter and Shohei Otani the pitcher was much different like the hitter he's hitting like 40 home runs a year but the pitcher is like like Kyle Hendricks
1: yeah <laughs> yeah
0: he's just like six strikeouts
1: explosive. per nine, like yeah. 2.09 walks per nine, like 2.73 home. Actually, not that's not 2.73, like 2.0 home runs per nine.
0: Yeah. Just like kind of a middle of the road pitcher who yeah. at points is very good.
1: Somehow, like even with the velocity being at it is, like he throws a hundred with like a ridiculous splitter, a slider, and he just isn't getting swing and miss for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, he's just a cra- he's just a crafty righty. Yeah. Um. See, so yeah, that would be pretty funny.
1: Yeah, I, I agree.
0: But, but yeah, that's that's like a very mark. What makes pitchers marketable is like how dominant they can be. Yeah. Like you it's know.
1: it's fun watching Max Scherzer go out there and strike out twelve guys. Yeah. Like you can complain about how many strikeouts there are, but go watch a pitcher just own an entire lineup, and it's fun.
0: Yeah, like I, 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 uh, I was on this guy's train for a couple of years, but no one was lining up to see Hyunjin Ryu pitch. Yeah, he was a Cy Young finalist two years in a row, and I will say he was good when he was good. Uh, it's not quite the same anymore, but yeah, no one was lining up to see Hyunjin Ryu pitch, no matter, you know, no matter how low his ERA was gonna be. And that's just that's just what it is. So like, yeah, yeah, like a lot of social like look at, look at a guy like a pitching ninja like there's a reason why he has such a big following it's it's not because of a uh, great location and weak contact it's because of it's because of strikeouts and, and that's speaking yeah. as someone who really like, appreciates if great it location. if it
1: is yeah and if it is great location it's also great velocity too yeah like here's yeah like here's ryan helsley throwing 103 right on the corner and getting a getting a backwards k
0: yeah, and this is speaking as someone who kind of favors the, the lower velocity, like I was just saying Chris, pitch. who's your
1: favorite, who's your favorite pitcher of all time?
0: It's Greg Maddox. Yeah. Greg Maddox. So so yeah, and I favor that, but I understand that it's not really enticing to everybody. It more way more people like to see Randy Johnson and Pedro Martinez pitch, although they are control guys according to MLB Network. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, the league K per nine is at 8.6. Last year it was at 8.9. It's at its lowest point since 2018, which is not that far off. But, like, I don't know. It just feels like some of the dominant strikeout guys aren't being dominant strikeout guys. Also, the league BABIP uh, is at its lowest point since at least 2010, probably
0: more. Um. Wait, what's the league, league
1: that two two 282.
0: Yeah, that's pretty low because um in, in our stats, 290s. yeah, in our stats episode, I was saying in the last fourteen years, it's been between two ninety two and three hundred, so that's pretty far off.
1: Mm.
0: Um, but uh, what was I gonna say? With uh, ah, I had, a, I had a good point. Um, I believe you. Thank you. <laughs> trying to trying to come back to it. What well, were what were we talking about before? We we're talking about Maddox. We we're talking about Randy Johnson. The control
1: and MLB Network and the league stats. The league Babbitt being down.
0: League stats. Okay, I think something about league. Oh, um, league strikeouts being down. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's a tired subject, but I imagine lack of foreign substance substances. Yes. A yes. Because that. that's we, definitely true. We we never really like focused on that as a change last year like i it might have gone down a little bit after the memo came out i, I, I wasn't keeping track well the, the spin rates magically went up
1: again in like september
0: um yeah the the enforcement is not nearly the same as it yeah. was back in june of last year like
1: somehow the league spin rate just magically went up to where it was in like april and may back in september when everyone stopped paying attention to spin rates
0: yeah <laughs> um but that's yeah. such
1: a perfect time for them to do it. It's like some like some guys have just gone to football. Some guys probably stopped looking in August because it's like, okay, we've seen a two-month sample without foreign substances. We've seen the results. And in September, Rob was like, all right, bring it back.
0: Yeah. Bring back the spider tag. Umpires, look away. Look away. Yeah, umpires,
1: you, if you feel something, don't say it. Yeah, it's probably, yeah,
0: it's probably sunscreen. I mean, did I did anyone game.
1: get ejected for foreign substances after Hector Santiago?
0: I don't think so, Hector. Santiago he, he got
1: suspended on like June twenty two. He
0: was <laughs> Hector Santiago, the most the w- most wanted man yeah. in baseball. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Hector Santiago. I was surprised he was still in the league when I heard about that.
1: That was that was my way of knowing.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it um, was
1: like, the headline was like Hector Santiago like ejected from game for. Substances, and I was like, "Oh my God, Hector Santiago's still pitching."
0: Yeah, who's going to be in our draft? Yeah, not for that.
1: Remember that guy from like the 2015 Angels?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um. So yeah. So yeah, the league, uh, the league has undergone some changes. I think, yeah, I think the strikeout numbers—that's it. Might be the ball a little bit, but like, Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think. Foreign substances probably have a little bit, or lack of foreign substances, have a little bit to do with that. um And then, yeah, the it's it's funny. Like once you know it, maybe you look for it a little too much, but you just Mm -hmm. see a fly ball, and it's like that's not that's 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 an out. (laughs) Yep. Just seems like it every time. Um. So, all right, should we get into uh, some of the struggling struggling teams? Let's do it. Um, I'm going to, I'll start with the, with our hometown team, uh, the, the Boston Red Sox, because I have their span pulled up on my, uh, on my fan graphs here, but yeah, they have lost. Yeah. They were seven and seven. So that means they've lost 13 of their last 17. They're eleven and twenty, last in the AL East. Um, pretty bad, especially considering you know last year they were a playoff team and they made it pretty far into the playoffs. Won technically two rounds uh, until they they lost in the ALCS. But now, uh, yeah, eleven and twenty. They've really suffered from the deadening of the ball because their home run to fly ball ratio is is pretty awful um since their span of going four and 13 has started they have a 77 team weighted runs created plus um and i probably should look at some of their like high leverage numbers or runners and scoring position numbers because i think that's also pretty pretty wretched
1: every everything about their offense is wretched. Uh, the 7 8 9 hitters have a 49 weighted runs created plus and I believe two home runs and that's the lowest uh, in baseball by far.
0: Right. It's it's um it's pretty awful. As Fangraphs is Fangraphs giving me is asking me to become a member again. It's a bold strategy by Fangraphs. I feel like they just ha- const- constantly have that um yeah, add to become a member just so that just so you can become a member just to uh just to um just to not yeah. get that ad anymore. Yeah. Um but as I'm looking for some more stats on the Red Sox, uh any any thought any particular thoughts, takeaways? Um
1: I mean, it's the offense, really. Also, the bullpen has been brutal um, ever since they had to move Garrett Whitlock out of the closer role. It's very weird because Whitlock has pitched well enough as a starter to where it's hard to imagine you want to take him out. But also, like, the bullpen clearly needs him right now.
0: Yeah, it is weird because, like, you know, I we're, we're guys that look at, you know, wins above replacement and things like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whitlock is going to get more wins above replacement as a starter because like he has similar production as a starter to what he did had as a reliever it's not a uh not a daniel bard situation yeah. um which which is uh which we're happy about but yeah it's like you know he's he might be more valuable getting you know 70 80 innings in The late innings as opposed to like 130 innings as a starter Mm -hmm. so like and the starting staff outside of Whitlock is is doing all right the bullpen isn't so
1: yeah it's it's the ninth inning too like the like every inning seems to be fine out of the bullpen like the bullpen era overall isn't horrible but for whatever reason the ninth inning is just different
0: yeah, and if it was the first half of last year when, you know, the bullpen was definitely un, uh, overperforming, like, I think before they before like the trade deadline, the, their bullpen ERA was, like, eighth, which was crazy considering their roster. But, like, if it was last year at this – if it was at this point last year where Barnes was one of the most dominant closers out there at the time and then, you know, Ottavino was doing well – And there were a couple other guys that were, that were contributing. Then, yeah, I would love to have Whitlock as, as a, as another starter in there, but it's not like that. Whitlock is clearly like, he's not just a great reliever. He's the only great reliever on the Red Sox. So, you know, I'm less hesitant to um, put him back in that role and let, you know, um, Let Evaldi Pavetta, uh, Hill, Walker, and Hauk try and figure it out. I believe
1: the Red Sox have almost double the uh, the amount of blown saves uh, as the second highest team.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it makes sense.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's whoever you put out there. They just aren't getting the job done right now. and like, especially like going back to Whit- Whitlock on a team that lacks rotation depth right now. Like Michael Walk is hurt, Rich Hill I believe is hurt, Chris Sale is of course hurt. Like you need people to fill those roles, and I think that also is a- another reason why he stayed in the rotation. Like it's you know it's what it's him, Alfaldi, uh, Hauk, for the time being. Like, yeah, they, just, they don't really have a lot right now.
0: Yeah, they don't have a lot of depth, but um, they have some guys that are overperforming, like. Mm-hmm. Like Michael, Walker.
1: Michael Walker, Michael has like a 145 bat up against
0: right now. He is, yeah, he's the definition yeah. of what we call a, a volcano. Which, um, yeah,
1: the Red Sox and yeah, they've not announced any starters for this weekend series against the Rangers. So, yeah, I don't really he... know what's going on right now there, but um, yeah, the problem is the offense. Like, they don't hit with the runners in scoring position, um they just they i don't know they they're not hitting the ball well it's it kind of just as simple as that
0: yeah individually uh trevor story he's actually been picking it up but in this um 17 game span where they've been doing especially bad uh trevor story has a 595 ops and 31.9% strikeout rate uh jackie bradley junior 473 ops but i mean it's kind of been the standard bearer for him since the start of He has some year. great home road splits though he does it's pretty wild um he has like Bobby-
1: a, he has like a 170 ops plus at fenway and like a negative one in the road um their team like the team as a whole has also just been very uh destroyed by the um by the dead and ball yeah like i would imagine they're they have one of the worst um differences between slugging and slugging yeah and uh like if you look at alex verdugo he's a specific example
0: yeah i I was literally about to say his name like Mm. his highlight reel (laughs) there's like a a montage of like 10 different times you could say like you know that's that could have been off the wall or over the fence last year Yeah. um but yeah uh to go over some more individual individual statistics in the last in the Red Sox last seventeen games, Bobby Dalbec, uh, four twenty two OPS. He's someone who like optimism really grew about him in the last two months of the season last year. Um, hasn't carried over. Also a thirty seven point two percent strikeout rate, and then Kike Hernandez, uh, he has a three seventy nine OPS, um, for a nine weighted runs created plus uh in the red sox last 17 games uh verdugo yeah verdugo has a 351 ops in this span but he's one of the unluckiest hitters in, in baseball kike might be up there too i haven't looked at his expected statistics but he has a 170 bad in yeah. the 17 game span and uh and yeah i should look at um maybe we'll pause it here but i, I am curious about their runners and scoring position numbers um
1: yeah, the Red Sox are are twenty sixth in the league in slugging, and they're like middle of the pack, slightly towards the top, I think, in expected slugging.
0: Yeah, that's that's
1: One, that's tough. Two, three, 12, 13. 15. They are exactly fifteenth in expected slugging and twenty sixth in slugging. Um. Uh, they also have the um, the highest, like, the worst change in home run to fly ball ratio between the years, and I know that you know it's not entirely their fault. Um, Yeah. yeah, But it's, but it's bad. Uh, Their home run to fly ball ratio last year was 19.9, which was uh, it wasn't the, I mean, it was like middle of the road. It was 13th. So it's not like they were world beaters there. Uh, But this year it is at uh, 8.7%, which is 28th in baseball. Um, And that's minus 11.2%, which is by far the lowest in the league
0: yeah uh, and then with runners in scoring position, the Red Sox in their last 17 games are hitting 199 um, with a with a uh, with a 570 OPS with runners in scoring position. Um, yeah, those are both bottom five in that span which i i honestly expected it to be a little worse at least ranking wise Mm -hmm. um but yeah high leverage situations has not been not been their friend um and then last thing i'll look at is where their bullpen is at and i don't know if the bullpen as a whole it's just like when when they need them they just don't deliver that's the problem yep um so yeah
1: their bullpen in like late and close games is probably bad yeah
0: for sure like in a in a uh six run ball game in the fifth inning they're dynamite but mm-hmm. but when uh even when like in
1: the in like the eighth inning of a one-run game they're pretty good ninth inning of a one-run game no chance
0: yeah <laughs> just uh just can't do it um Wild austin oh yeah in in their last 17 games, the Red Sox are last in reliever F war. So yep. seems to be all situations they're not doing very good. And uh, they do not have the worst DRA. They have the sixth worst DRA. So that there must be Still. a FIP, must be a FIP thing. They must have the worst FIP. <laughs> yep. Um yeah, that they have the second worst or second worst FIP. I guess you could say tied because both them in Baltimore have a four nine eight fit uh since April 23rd which is when this four and 13 stretch started so so yeah so in one in one sense um you know if you if you told us that you know if you told us the Red Sox we're going to have a four and 13 stretch you'd you'd be like you and, and you mm-hmm. asked us like what is going to be the cause of that we wouldn't have said offense, but we would have predicted, yeah, bullpen is going to be a factor. Bullpen- I would have definitely
1: said starting pitching above anything else, and that's been their biggest strong point.
0: Yeah, that's that's weird. That's weird how that's happened.
1: Yeah. Which is the, the, the thing that worries me is that the Red Sox offense and bullpen is going to turn it around, but then the starting pitching is going to be more what we expected, and it's going to be tough for some of them to get out.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that that's what worries me most is, like, they're wasting – the overperformance of their starting pitching. Yep. Because it's not going to be like this. It's not going to be like this. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's the Red Sox. And we have some other teams to get to. Actually maybe we should go more positive, maybe not for us. But um I'm interested in talking that's about fine. the Yankees. Yes. Uh
1: ever since uh the the fan base fired Aaron Boone for the sixteenth time in the last two years um the yankees have won uh 13 of the last 15 games against very good opponents for a lot of it like they, they beat the blue jays twice they won a series against them recently um
0: yeah i think 15 of their last 17 too yeah probably both are, both are true because i know they were se- i was looking last night and they were seven and six and now they're 22 and eight so just do the subtraction yeah Yep. they're 15 and two um yep and I mean that's kind of a and I think with that, like the guys you would expect to be leading the way are leading the way. Aaron yeah, Judge, Judge is, is phenomenal.
1: Aaron, I mean, shout out to Aaron Judge. Like he he put the biggest bet ever on himself. And it's paying off so far.
0: Yeah. Like exactly. He,
1: he had, I think it was what was it, like nine years, 230 million as the contract offer. Or something like that for a, uh, for a
0: thirty year old. I think it. I think his. I think he, according to sources, which is Twitter. Yeah. It was, uh, I believe it was um. What's ten years three hundred sixty million? That's
1: what no, no, that's what he was asking for.
0: Well, that's what. Oh yeah, that's yeah.
1: the The Yankees' offer was, I believe, nine two thirty three i could be wrong on that but i believe it was in that ballpark and he oh i didn't know that
0: yeah i did not know that which i
1: mean for a 30 year old 9 2 is hard to turn down
0: that's unbelievable that he turned it down yeah yeah
1: yeah so like i said 30? he placed a massive bet on himself like i don't even think i can blame the yankees for not extending him if yeah, that's not what he at was, all. if like that's insane
0: um, yeah maybe the average annual value was a little low but like
1: well he he said that he wanted to be the highest paid player in Yankees history which means they would have to have surpassed a deal in terms of average annual value and he got paid thirty five million a year so he wanted 36 hence why he asked for 10 360. it's funny to. yeah which given like his injury history and the fact that he is over the age of 30 like if any GM signs him to that deal good for Aaron Judge and also,
0: and also it's funny to be like i want to be the highest paid uh player in yankees history you know higher than a-rod and look how a-rod's contracts work yeah. for you guys yeah
1: i want to be paid higher than
0: babe ruth Well, <laughs> like a-rod a-rod got paid two, 270 million and like yeah he was good and that was from 08 to 17 and he was they did good. at
1: least win a world series with him
0: yeah but he was good for like maybe the first four years of that contract and then yeah you know it was (laughs) clearly not worth it uh from that point forward but yeah uh yeah since april 24th which is when i believe this span of this 15 and two stretch started uh aaron judge has a 1080 ops which is extremely valuable 221 weighted runs created plus Mm -hmm. in 61 plate appearances john carlos stanton 1008 ops 191 weighted runs created plus those are the guys you you need to produce and they're producing anthony uh anthony rizzo he's doing extremely well uh 160 weighted runs created plus uh glaber torres is actually doing pretty well 139 weighted runs created plus and dg LeMahieu at a 135 and along with that and i think team wise overall they're they're leading in weighted runs created plus uh in the span and then uh, pitching wise, they're doing pretty phenomenal as well. I know Garrett Cole has a 0.47 ERA in his last three starts. Um, so he's been, and that's with like a 178 FIP, unless that changed. Uh, yeah, Jamison Tyon uh, in this span, three starts, 281 ERA, 237 FIP. Uh, Nestor Cortez has been killing it. Um, he has a one six, five ERA in this span and his, his season ERA is actually lower. Um, and then, yeah, Jordan Montgomery, three, two, four ERA. And I think overall they're pitching in this span uh, they're like third or fourth in ERA, but their offense has definitely been uh, definitely been carrying them. And, uh, and yeah, I guess speaking as someone who was kind of low on the Yankees this year, I had them in fourth place um yeah it's it's been surprising but if you ask me what would lead the yankees to be being 22 and eight it would be you know judge stanton and cole just being them best their best selves and that's what's happening exactly um any other takeaways from the yankees
1: uh Nestor cortez i don't know if i don't know how much you mentioned him but that's been a, I mean, like he was very good last year as well, but I, you know, you would have thought he would have either taken a minor step back or kind of stayed the same, but he's been probably their best pitcher, probably the best pitcher, better than Garrett Cole, better than uh, Severino, Tyon, Montgomery, like that's been their ace.
0: Yeah, Nestor Cortez, he is the, he's the American League's ERA leader right now
1: obviously he's probably also the strikeout per nine leader so he somewhere has near it
0: he has 11.8 strikeouts per nine um i bet if i could just go into the baseball reference uh leaders awards and honors i'm, I'm just looking on fan fourth, he's fourth in the al in uh yeah and he's fifth in major nine. league
1: baseball actually yeah. FanGraphs hasn't been third in the al Huh. the The rankings among qualifiers maybe they have maybe Baseball Reference has Shohei Otani who doesn't qualify. Um, the rankings in strikeouts per nine. Carlos Ordan is leading. Shane McClanahan is second. Dylan Cease is third. Max Serger is fourth. Nesser Cortez is, of course, fifth. Corbin Burns, Garrett Cole, Kevin Gosman, Aaron Nola, Kyle Wright, uh, rounding up the top ten. Also, those are the only ten start, uh, qualifying starters with ten strikeouts per nine.
0: Um. Right, yeah. And this is a year where strikeouts have gone down a little bit. So mm-hmm. so yeah, shout out to shout out to all <laughs> them doing doing their thing. It's very fun that Kevin
1: Gosman still has a strikeout to, to walk ratio of 46.
0: That is fun. Yeah. By the way, uh yeah, his first five starts were the only five game span in baseball history with 40 plus strikeouts, no walks, and no home runs allowed. Yep. And that was that was pretty wild. I, I, uh, yeah, I was looking at that stat during the game where he got to 40 strikeouts and like, he was at like 30 in the season. And I was like, you gotta get two more. Otherwise the stat is not going to be as, as good. And mm-hmm. then he, and then he got to 40. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, Yankees are, uh, are doing spectacular, um, which, is uh, a little bit of, of a surprise, even though we knew they were going to be pretty good, but yeah, not not this good so far. Um, and then back to some struggling teams. Um, I guess it would be with the two teams, two remaining teams we've yet to talk about, they're teams where we expected them to definitely take a step up this year, and they just haven't so far. Yeah. It's the Tigers and the Mariners um uh, do we we'll talk to about
1: the, let's talk about the tigers first uh they are currently uh what nine and like 22 or something like that
0: um exactly that yeah
1: yeah tigers are nine and 22 um they've lost 14 of their last 17 games uh it's been a it's been a miserable road for them i think they have the exact same start through 30 games or whatever it was as they did last year um I remember May 8th was their, was their turnaround date and the season obviously started a little later this year. So hopefully that turnaround date, if the season were to go like last year is coming, but I mean, I feel like at this point they've dug themselves a hole that they're probably not getting out of, you know, the AL is just very strong overall, maybe not the central, but the rest of the league, you know, even with the three wild cards, it's hard to imagine that Detroit's going to go anywhere this year uh, to talk about how bad it's been. Um, so Detroit has a a three oh one slugging percentage as a team. That's the worst yeah. in the majors, uh, and it doesn't help that they play in a very pitcher friendly ballpark in a year with you know with the league wide offense going down the way it has been. Um, it makes sense, right? Yeah, um, and they're and just to give you an idea, so three oh one slugging. However, they have the five. They have the sixth uh lowest diff or highest difference between um between slugging and ex-slugging on the unlucky side so they've been very unlucky their ex-slugging is twenty eighth in baseball
0: um yeah that mm-hmm. so so what you're saying is like their slugging is bad but their ex-slugging is like worse
1: mm-hmm
0: that's pretty wild yeah they uh and yeah they've gone three and 15 if my math is correct yeah Mm -hmm. so they've lost 15 out of 18 um which is bad uh and in that span they have a 64 weighted runs created plus or actually uh what sucks is so they've lost 15 out of 18 but one of those losses came on the the first of those losses came on a day where they won in a, in a double header. So, so if I go back to the stats, I know,
1: I, I, I noticed that too. So they've lost, I think they've lost 15 of their last uh, 17 eight, actually. Or um, 18. Yeah. Eight,
0: I think they've lost yeah 15 of their last 18, but in, yeah. in there, so that's a three and 15 stretch, but in there three and 14 stretch where I can find um, the stats to isolate how bad they've been Detroit's uh weighted runs created plus is last it's it's 64 which is especially like I I can't imagine what that OPS is because like uh Mm. obviously the standards for weighted weighted runs created plus are are much lower now given the deadening of the baseball and everything yes so their OPS is 544 in a 17 game stretch um, that's uh not pretty good. terrible.
1: Yeah, it's very bad for a whole team.
0: Um, and the reason why we're concerned about the Tigers, like obviously they have not had a great um stretch over the past few years. Ever since like um, you know, Max twenty
1: sixteen was their last competitive year.
0: Yeah. So, so the past five years it's been bad. But like, and and they were under five hundred last year. However. We always reference like since May 8th. This is the record. But after May 8th last year, they went 68 and 61. They added, um, they added Eduardo Rodriguez and Javier Baez. And Austin are, Meadows. And Austin, yeah, and Austin Meadows. And they called up Spencer Torkelson. And it was like, you know, this might be the Tigers year. This or this might be their their breakout year. This might be where, especially expanded playoffs, maybe they get into that six spot, maybe they get into that five spot. And uh, it's been, it's been disappointing. It's been disappointing Like I said, it sure. feels like
1: they're already out.
0: It, yeah. It Like, you know, we, we talked about, we were optimistic about them finishing 68 and 61, not because we thought, you know, maybe they could do that in their final 129 games again, but yeah. because like we wanted them to start out with that success. If you start the way they did last year, then it's going to be the same thing. It might be a third place finish. Yeah. Um, where they it's... where they finish eight games below five hundred?
1: Can we go back to the to the Red Sox for just one quick second? Uh, sure. Okay, I just a found a problem. stat that is mind blowing. Okay. So, uh, on ba- on barrels this year, the Red Sox have barreled sixty five balls. Uh, those barrels have an expected slugging of, of, uh, 2555. Do you want to guess what the Red Sox slugging on barrels is? Oof. Uh, 1600.
0: 1571. 1571. They have
1: a 984 point difference between slugging and ex-slugging on barrels. They have the worst slugging percentage on barrels in the league. Um, and their expected slugging is also only 29th, but still.
0: My goodness. So the strategy obviously would be to stop barreling balls because it's not—it not doesn't
1: work clearly. Yeah.
0: It doesn't work. It, you need to hit ground. It, like Alex Rodriguez said in in the World Series <laughs> last year, yeah, it's, ground, it's all about ground balls through the hole because you can it says, control so it. That.
1: Says the guy who hits six hundred ninety-six home runs. Oh, Do you man. think A. Rod goes back and regrets the
0: fact that he hit so many home runs and thus got a massive contract twice? He 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 burned those two hundred seventy million dollars. <laughs> he was like, yeah. I only, <laughs> I, I only deserve, or or he thought he earned it based on the singles he had.
1: Yeah, he's like, I hit two eighty.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like that's you know, that's above league average. That was pretty good. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and then I mean early two thousands, like yeah, that's league average above it.
0: Yeah, he thinks the reason he only got like twenty percent on the Hall of Fame vote was because he only hit two eighty or two ninety in yeah. his career. Yeah, it wasn't because of the steroids. Yeah, it's like um, man, if I
1: just if I didn't hit so many home runs, yeah, I could have yeah. I could have gotten there. I hit six hundred ninety six. David Ortiz only hit five
0: hundred forty one, and then look where and look where he is. He deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, so uh yeah, anyway, back back to the Tigers. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's disappointing. Maybe the breakout will happen next year, but unless yeah. they have a uh unless they go full 2019 nationals, um, which is very hard to do.
1: I, they're even past that point. Like I don't think they'd be lucky to get to 19 and 31.
0: They yeah, they would. That's true. They'd have to go
1: ten and nine in their next nineteen <laughs> games.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess one thing to be optimistic about is uh, Tariq has actually been looking yes,
1: good. Yes, he's been awesome. Um, yeah, he's gotten the walks down, the strikeouts are still there, which is good, even with the you know, the lowered strikeout rates. Um, his strikeout to walk ratio, I believe, uh, let me check that is 11th in baseball among starters 5.67. Right, that's, that's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah erod like uh it's funny because his era his era has gone down but his era plus has all has gotten worse
1: yeah
0: that's just the way of baseball right now Mm -hmm. but uh his strikeout rate has gone down uh and his walk rate has gone up um so that's not great but yeah like uh yeah it's 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 largely the offense it's that's been contributing to their downfall
1: yep
0: but uh and the last team we'll get into is the seattle Seattle mariners Mariners.
1: yeah my al west champions
0: yeah they're three and 12 in their last 15 i believe yes um yeah sounds about right so that seems more isolated like that doesn't seem like that's going to be a long-term thing at all. Yeah, but...
1: I, I I definitely feel more optimistic about them still possibly throwing themselves into the playoff picture than I do with the Tigers, but certainly not what you want to see. They've been very streaky this year. Um, like, they started out bad, but then they were really good, and now they're really bad again.
0: Um. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty odd. Like, it's hard to get a real gauge on them. Mm-hmm. Um, at all yeah they were 11 and 6 so then they've gone yeah 3 and 12 but yeah when I was looking at stats they weren't like team wise they weren't really last in anything or I think mm-hmm. but I think it's been more their pitching but
1: yeah the starting pitching has been tough it's been tough
0: but it's been more of a collective thing it hasn't been like one guy who stood out as really mm-hmm.
1: bad Robbie Ray has had a a slowish start. I mean a pretty slow start. It's not like he's terrible, but he, you know, he's not, he hasn't been the ace they signed him for. Uh, but he just had his best outing of the year against the Phillies. He had, I believe, 10 strikeouts. Um, I don't know that the earned runs like he's he's a guy that's I think his ERA is probably higher than his FIP, depending on the strikeouts. Okay, it's slightly higher. It's 4.22 with a four fifteen FIP. Um yeah, eight point six five strikeouts per nine. That's obviously not Robbie Ray numbers. Um, But he did have his best outing. I think he's going to ultimately turn it around. He was he had a very similar start to the season last year where like his the strikeout numbers were not really there in April and May, but then they picked themselves up and he obviously won Cy Young. So um, I I think he'll be fine. I think the team overall will be fine. Logan Gilbert gave up a grand slam yesterday, um, but he still had his career like I think he still tied his career high in strikeouts.
0: Right. Yeah, which is very Um, fun. Yeah, I th- I think well yeah, I'm I'm less worried about out of the teams we've highlighted as bad I'm least worried about this particular team. Yeah. Um in the span I I guess you could tab it more to pitching. Their ERA is fifth worst in this uh 3 and 12 stretch overall. Um I don't know if that's more from their bullpen or their starters. Could be bullpen. Um, it's probably a mix of both. It's not their bullpen. Mm. It's their bull their bullpen is 12th worst, which is basically middle of the pack. Yeah. And then starters. Starters are fourth worst with a five, two, three ERA. And then that makes me want to look individually. Um, okay. So in this three and twelve stretch, um, I mean. Robbie Ray four six seven not crazy bad. The only guy that sticks out, unfortunately, is Matt Brash, who yep. we're big fans. He's down of.
1: in AAA now? They should they should keep him as a reliever.
0: Yeah, they should keep him as a reliever because I think his style of pitching actually fits. Yes, reliever like he more. Is really
1: like he has really good stuff. He's the kind of guy that you like if you're the Mariners, you want him. You want people facing him once and being confused as hell the first time you see him, and that's it
0: yeah because he's he's also a high walk guy and as a like you don't want high walk guys being your starting pitcher because that's going to be those are going to be shorter outings yep it's going to make the bullpen work more and like yeah you you don't want a guy who's gonna you know pitch four innings have you know three four walks to start um yeah but yeah I, I think he could be a very good reliever um you know he 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 showed he showed some good signs in his first couple of starts, but mm-hmm. and maybe he'll be a starter down the line. But yeah, reliever seems more fit for him right now at the, at the current moment at the major league level. Um, all right, so those those are our teams, struggling teams. Um, yeah. and we are gonna now get into players to highlight. Um, first time in a little bit where yes. we're talking players or subjects that have been uh overperforming, underperforming first we'll start off with our uh May 12th, May 12th. 2022 edition of how about that? um so who is your uh who are you looking at for how about so... that?
1: Uh, We just talked about the Mariners and how they've been struggling, but J.P. Crawford hasn't been the problem. Nice, That's that's a fact. He's been carrying that team. He's the reason they're not way under 500, like way more under 500, I should say. Uh, This entire season, he is slashing 333, 419, 533, 953. Uh, His 190 weighted runs created plus is fourth highest in the majors behind only Mike Trout, Manny Machado, and Jose Ramirez. Those are the only people ahead of him. Those are like... I mean, obviously, Weighted Runs Created Plus says it, but those are probably the three best hitters in baseball this season. Um, His strikeout rate is at a career low at 13.7, and his walk rate is at a full season high at 11.3%. His 157-point increase in slugging percentage between 2021 and 22 is the second highest among the 184 qualifiers uh, between the two years, he has also embraced going to the pole side a lot this year. Uh, 40% of his batted balls have gone to the right side of the field because he's a he's a pure lefty hitter. Uh, and when he puts the ball to the right side, he has a 500 batting average and a 944 slugging, which both rank uh, top 20 among the 231 hitters with at least 50 batted balls. So JP Crawford has been carrying the, the struggling Mariners all season. When they were good, when they were struggling, JP Crawford's been there the whole time. I think it's cool. I think it's cool to see him take that leap because going into the season, I'd say he was looked at as like a fringe top 15 shortstop. Uh, but he's been the best one. He's been arguably the best shortstop in all of baseball this year.
0: Yeah, very much so. JP, JP Crawford. Um, my, my, uh, how about that? Um, he, uh, was I guess originally with the hometown team, even though he never played a single game with us or with the Red Sox, but uh, traded was traded to the Padres, then eventually traded to the Rays. But he's been having – this is – I will say, this is a pretty small sample size, but he's been doing spectacular in it. Manuel Margot. Uh, in his last eight games, he is hitting <clears> – <throat> 519 with a 1522 OPS. Uh, in this span, he leads the league in average slugging OPS and weighted runs created plus minimum 20 plate appearances. And in this span, he has 29 plate appearances, but he's only struck out once uh, in those 29 plate appearances. So getting a lot more uh, bat to ball uh, action for Manuel Margot. Also in this span, he has a 38.5% line drive rate. League averages around 25%, so that's a pretty excellent mark uh, in these eight games. And he has a 26.9% hard hit line drive rate, meaning you know line drives that go 95 plus miles per hour in exit velocity. Uh, and also, he has a 15.4% barrel rate. Uh, his hard hit line drive rate, uh, particular particularly, has been very good. Is 13th out of 279 batters to have 10-plus batted balls uh, since May 2nd, which is about top 5%. Um, so, uh, yeah, Manuel Margot. Um, all right, so now we go from the highs to the lows. We're talking about players and subjects that have been underperforming in our May 11th, or no, May 12th, 2022 edition of... Slightly alarming uh yeah. who has been slightly
1: alarming you my slightly alarming uh I went with another full year sample because we haven't done a lot of these and this guy I was hoping by by this point he would have picked it up a little bit but he really hasn't I'm talking about Whit Merrifield who is yeah. slashing but keep in mind this is after homering yesterday uh is slashing 161 198 214 413 uh shout out to Springfield Mass with the 413 OPS <laughs> um his slugging percentage OPS and 18 weighted runs created plus are all last among the 171 qualifiers in the big leagues. And coming into this year, uh, Whit Merrifield had, a, had never had a fly ball rate reach 30% in a season. This year, it's at 32.2%. So he's hitting a lot of fly balls, which when you consider Whit Merrifield is a contact hitter who doesn't hit the ball super hard. It's the dead and ball year, and he plays in Kauffman Stadium you don't want to be hitting fly balls. That's probably the worst thing you could possibly do. Uh, His line drive rate is at a career low. His ground ball rate is at its lowest point since 2018. And his pop-up rate is at its highest point since 2018. So he's not making the right kind of contact and the results have shown. Uh, And not to mention, he has also gone from the 90th percentile of outs above average in 2021 to the 37th percentile this year. So that's obviously hurt his F4 a lot because uh, F4's defense now considers outs above average and that has not been helping him like it has in the past.
0: Yeah, Whit Merrifield. Whit Merrifield. Slightly alarming.
1: I don't know if I – I think I told you this, but, like, it's hard to imagine, like, another team in recent memory that's handled an asset worse than the Royals have handled Whit Merrifield.
0: Yeah, you did tell me that. They should
1: have traded him, like, two or three years ago at this point.
0: Yeah. now it's –
1: you know, I could see – a scenario where he gets traded for next to nothing and goes comes back to form. But like, I think his, I think his time of of contributing to the Royals is probably over as sad as it sounds.
0: Right. And yeah, like I should look, I I will actually go back to like his baseball reference page too. I remember you used
1: that was a slightly alarming last year and we were having the same conversation and it's only gotten worse. Right.
0: Exactly. Um, And yeah, he's like, he's, you know, a lot, the old school fan, like, was able to be a very big fan of him. But yeah, like, back in 2018 and 2019, he led the league in hits. Um, 2017 and 2018, he led the league in stolen bases. Um, He was uh, above average offensively well, above average at the plate, and then definitely above average offensively when you consider the base running in those years. Um, according to baseball reference, uh, between from 2017 to 2019, he averaged about four wins of overplacement, if you round up a little bit. It was 3.8. But yeah, like, he was in his late 20s, early 30s. Um, so, like, you know, he wasn't going to be getting any faster or anything. Mm-hmm. But you know, he and the Royals were never competitive at that point. And yeah, like it really should've...
1: sucks that he's gone his entire career playing for the non-competitive Royals. Like I'm pretty sure he debuted in 2016.
0: That's very true, yeah. And he would have fit very well on on those uh yep, oh, that 2015 te- team.
1: He could have they could have placed him in right field. That's where they had Alex Rios. That would have completed that lineup completely.
0: Yeah, exactly yeah tough tough to see um my uh slightly alarming is also a royal oh wow and maybe i maybe i hopped onto him just because like i don't know it's it's kind of funny although he seems like he seems actually like a good guy but like we've obviously talked about him being last year he was he was mega <laughs> overrated um yeah talking about salvador perez yeah Um, In his last 14 games, he is hitting 153 with a 401 OPS. Uh, Of the 181 qualifiers since April 26th, Perez's OPS ranks eighth worst. He also has a 30% strikeout rate in the span. Um, Perez has not walked in his last 56 plate appearances and is not homered in his last 70 plate appearances um, also, uh, 29.3 percent of his batted balls have had a launch angle of 40 degrees or higher. Uh, league average in this span is 15.7 percent, so he's almost double the rate of uh batted balls with a launch angle of 40 degrees or higher. Um, by the way, I was also looking it up. Um, I don't know if it's exactly this now, but uh, yesterday, in that, um, you know two to three week span uh the league average slugging on batted balls with a launch angle of 40 degrees or higher was about 060 so that's how you know it's not good to hit it 40 degrees or higher especially no. it'll especially be like a, it'll be like
1: a 300 foot home run in certain stadiums like houston boston new york to right field but like definitely not in kaufman
0: yeah, definitely not in Kaufman, and definitely not in, you know, in like ninety percent of fair territory anywhere. Um, and then, uh, so that that percentage is twelfth highest of the two hundred twenty-five players with twenty-five plus batted balls in the span. So he's like top five percent of, you know, players getting launch angle of forty degrees or higher which you know never re- really results in anything good so yeah Salvador Perez not doing well 401 OPS in his last 14 games um and he is getting a slightly alarming and it's also particularly bad for uh someone who apparently is like um Mike Piazza at the Dish and Yadier Molina at uh, behind, the <laughs> behind the plate yeah um MJ Melendez just came up like a like last
1: week and it's been very weird so he's sla- like he's been doing well he's slashing 313 389 375 with a 133 weighted runs created plus in a total of 18 plate appearances obviously a very small sample size but he seems to be the same defensively in a very small sample um he's played like four and a half games as a catcher because he came in as a pinch hitter once and his defensive Uh, runs above average is negative 1.6
0: yeah yeah that's that's hard to do it's hard to do uh, his
1: frame let me check his advanced dif- defensive metrics um he has negative three defensive runs saved and then minus 0.8 framing rate
0: um yeah not great um but
1: you know he's a rookie but yikes do the royals uh, just not teach that
0: <laughs> yeah they're, they're just like we know the they're I just waiting was... they're just waiting for those automatic uh automatic yeah. strike zones <laughs>
1: they're, yeah like, we don't
0: have to worry about this they're coming
1: yeah, whatever. Well, we're not going to be competitive anyway. Who really cares?
0: Just just wait, they're coming. Just just let our catchers
1: hit. Yeah. Like 40 home runs in a season. Yeah. Whether it's Perez, whether it's Melendez.
0: Yeah, um, I just can't wait till like Jacob Stallings signs like a 70 million dollar contract somewhere and then yeah. the the automatic strike zone comes in
1: and it doesn't matter at all.
0: Yeah, doesn't matter at all. Yeah. He's, just he's been him.
1: he's been struggling offensively though. He's like he's borderline. I think he's hurt right now because I haven't seen him in the lineup a lot. Um uh, he's played okay, never mind. He's played 32 games. Uh, he's a 58 weighted runs created plus. His defensive runs above average is minus two point three for whatever reason.
0: Hmm. Um, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I've seen a couple of weird things. Like J.P. Crawford is usually a great
1: like defender, but he's been tough. Yeah, I conveniently left that out of my. How about that? Um, yeah. Jacob Stallings led baseball in defensive run save last year. He's uh, he is, he is uh, negative one this year, after having twenty one that last year. But his framing Ooh, rate weird. is his framing rate's down as well. It's negative for the first time since twenty eighteen, and where he only caught ninety one innings this year, he's already caught basically two hundred
0: yeah must yeah, be the so dead been, and ball
1: must be the dead and ball
0: yeah um wow. so uh see so yeah that does it for players to highlight um I have somewhere to go at uh one okay. um so I think we'll skip for now for today i can uh, you
1: you wanna just um you wanna just do the uh series to watch and I'll just take over and finish the oh, Wait, you you recorded aren't you you recording
0: yeah, I'm the yeah, host, so I, I think had, that ends well, it.
1: Just, uh, I did want to quickly go over matchup of the day because there's some good ones. Uh, All right. So today is Thursday. Um, I did have one picked out for every day. Um, so tonight you have, um, but, but, but which one did I have? All right. In uh Yankees White Sox, that series is starting off. You have Luis Heel who. Uh, I took the world by storm by not allowing an earned run for a while to start his debut, to start his career last year against Dylan Cease. Yeah. Uh, That's matchup of the night. Tomorrow on Friday, uh, you have, this is going to take a while to load. Uh, Oh yeah. This is a matchup of the weekend. Corbin Corbin Burns versus Pablo Lopez. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's Uh, a pretty easy one.
0: ERA. Yeah. That's the, the era bowl the era champion from last year versus the era champion of this year so <laughs>
1: side awesome. note so this is a match of the night but dakota Hudson's pitching for the cardinals if you want a good laugh go look at his stats for this year
0: okay yeah <laughs> it's
1: will. it's it's a it's a certified looking at the data and simply laughing yeah <laughs> yeah uh, what was this one okay yeah saturday matchup of the night comes from Phillies dodgers it's ranger suarez versus walker bueller and then Sunday, you have. It's gotta load. Uh, Joe Musgrove versus Kyle Wright.
0: Yeah, that's interesting.
1: A lot of good matchups this weekend.
0: Yeah, there's uh there's some good series as well. Um, I think there's I think there are like good series for different reasons. I'd say Brewers Marlins like those are two those are two teams where they excel specifically in starting pitching so um those matchups should be interesting especially on friday obviously yep. as you said burns versus lopez um then uh blue jays i think that's just going to be competitive all year um i predicted them as the top two teams in the al east but i think the yankees are making a case where yeah. they're going to take one of those spots um Braves Padres uh on Friday you have the uh Max Reed revenge game for him getting traded by the Padres uh which
1: everyone remembers
0: which everyone remembers that was <laughs> that was when he was in the minors so I, I, I don't think he has any <laughs> any ill will towards that and he won a world series with the Braves um but it's uh it's Braves Padres anyway you know Braves they've been every, oh, every the time Braves. every
1: Dodgers every Dodgers Padres game is now the Trey Turner revenge game
0: yes <laughs> um but but yeah, the Braves have been underperforming this year. But obviously, you know, defending champs versus the Padres, who are currently eight games above .500 uh, as of this recording. Um, White Sox Yankees, I think, is uh, always usually a fun matchup, and uh, and yeah, those are the series to series to watch. So we hope you enjoyed this one. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify uh go and check out the youtube channel because we are back on video there we are moving pictures now we aren't just a logo with a title on it yeah. um for the youtube channel we are talking pictures um as they used to call it in the old days uh so that's what to,
1: uh that's what less man used to call it
0: that's what less man used to call it <laughs> the moving pictures great callback um so uh go to the youtube channel subscribe to the youtube channel it is called above replacement radio and uh, follow us on social media. Follow me on Twitter, actress underscore Gianta. Follow Daniel on both Twitter and Instagram at Daniel underscore Curran. And follow the show Instagram at Above Replacement Radio for all the show needs. And we hope you enjoyed this one. And we hope to see you on another on day next week. Maybe Monday, potentially. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll Who see uh, where we will be talking all the happenings in Major League Baseball once again. See you then. This conversation... This conversation...
1: Is over. Is over.